Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hello, listeners of Lower Your Expectations. Welcome back to the podcast. And today we have the wonderful lady herself, Louise Pentman. Yes. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. Lady is correct. How you doing? You all right? I'm really well, thank you. When we do a podcast with someone who I've known for a long time it's much less pressure and also a lot less awkward like usually yeah. so whenever we have a guest that we're like oh a lot of high pressure it's really hard to make it a good intro I fully understand do you understand that yes but I... with you it's just it's nice oh so I thought what we'd talk about first is our background yes. how we first met uh, stories all about us oh and... those are the golden days go on then you you do it well, I've got a story I thought would be nice to share with the podcast. Where we really bonded was on a plane, wasn't it? <laughs> on a yeah. long haul flight. But that's not when we first no. met. We, we first, first met, met like a solid eight months before that. No, because we longer yes, than it was. Somewhere in the city. Yeah, and then that flight was in February. So that was basically when Alfie and Zoe started dating. Ooh, secretly dating. I was going to say, was that public Ooh. then, or no? It wasn't. Yeah, you were obviously good friends with Zoe and. Alfie was like, Zoe's going to come with her friend Louise. And I was like, oh, no. Hey, why? <laughs> no, I'm joking. Of course I wasn't. But, like, oh but we God, met in a hotel room, We met in a hotel room, which is a really weird place to meet someone, actually. Great, that's a great start to any story. <laughs> yeah. Also, when you say that, it sounds so much more exciting and, like, salacious than it actually was. But it was literally like you were, guys Hello. were getting ready. Yeah. I was like, hi, yeah. And you were like, hi. And that was it, really. And you had your little hat, didn't you? Your little oh, cap. The blue hat. I'm going to find my... I've got a picture of a <laughs> selfie in that. I'll send it to you. Brilliant. And then we did Summer in the City, which back in the day was going and standing in the gardens by... The London uh, the, Jubilee the Gardens. Jubilee Gardens. And, and just, just meeting a long line of people. Yeah, with like no security, no anything. And I'm so impressed by how far City has come. It's like such an event now. I mean, you they, sound like a brand ambassador. No, well, I don't. I don't even go to Sitsi, but I just think you've got to give them. No, of their course, dues. YouTube gatherings. I mean, it's that's really what evolved. they were called, wasn't it? A YouTube yeah. gathering, and it essentially yeah. started from weird internet kids going and standing in a field and talking about why we love the internet. Yeah, the plane vomiting story was just one oh, where that was nice. we bonded over me. Mark has got ill. The shits and vomiting on a plane. I couldn't do anything about it. And you I came looked and looked after, after me, basically. I really oh. did. Full mum mode. Yes. Yeah. Louise like, didn't need to do that. That's not in her rumours. Oh, I need I to look say, after Marcus. When we got on the plane, you weren't that nice to me. Wasn't I? No. So we right. sat down. Spill the tea. Here yeah, go, I'm going to. Go. I'm going to. And I thought, oh, yeah, I'm going to sit next to Marcus. <laughs> we can have a good chat. And oh, you're going to say. And then as soon as you got on, you put your headphones on and you were watching something on your iPad or something. And I was like, oh, I kept talking and you kept doing that thing when people take half an earphone off like... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I thought, 
I don't think he wants to speak to me. I won't it speak wasn't to like him I didn't then. want to speak to you. And then I, you got ill, then you yeah. wanted to speak to me, didn't you? Then you wanted, <laughs> I put blankets on you. I actually gave you a full mummy cuddle at one point oh where I was like, God. come on. <laughs> I came to you with the fr- at the front when the hostess yeah, put you well, in the special toilet and I sat outside that toilet for 45 minutes hoping you were okay. You did. And then we were friends forever. <laughs> and everyone thinks I'm the one with the poo story, but actually it's you. I mean, I didn't shit myself. I mean, I was shitting in a plain toilet and I couldn't stop shitting in a plain toilet. So. <laughs> of all the places to be in, it's just the yeah. worst. And throwing up as well. So it was one minute shit, the next vomit. <laughs> Welcome to Lower Your Expectations, everyone. <laughs> you guys are like OG YouTubers, aren't OG, you? Like in yeah. this space. How do you feel it's changed over the last kind of eight, nine years? I feel like... The obvious thing to say is, you know, when we started YouTube, it wasn't a job. I didn't know that you could make money from YouTube or blogging. So I had a blog first in 2009. Then in 2010, started my channel. I met you, I think it was in 2011. And at that point, I hadn't even signed up to the partner program. So I was just doing it because I absolutely loved it. It wasn't that you didn't know. Like when we started our channels, you couldn't. You could It didn't exist. Yeah, it wasn't a thing. It's not like you could look at some people and think, wow, they're earning this much a month. I'd like to do that because it didn't exist. And I think now, unfortunately, a lot of people sign up to doing this because they think this is going to be a great way to earn money. But actually, it's really hard. Once you get going, it's a lot easier. And we've got going now, Mm -hmm. but... I saw something interesting in an interview the other day. I think I read it to you, Matt. There was a guy that was saying, obviously, so many kids are growing up these days wanting to become YouTube stars, vloggers, etc. And this guy basically said, you need to tell your kid, you need to, like, crush their dreams because so many people now want to do it. Well, it's like being a footballer, isn't it? Yeah, the possibility of them actually becoming successful is so slim. I don't know that we should crush their dreams. <laughs> yeah, no, oh, yeah, no. I, I, I was like, oh, that's a bit harsh. But. We're just going to crush your dream there, son. <laughs> no, I think definitely people should do it as a side, as a hobby. Like, we, like I was working as a receptionist, and I did this on the side, and then this overtook it. So I would always say to young people, have a backup plan, have another skill or a trade or a qualification. But that's the reason you guys kind of rose to the top anyway, is because it's a passion thing. You enjoyed it. It wasn't Through just, sheer oh, I need to make money. determination. I know what it was. It was your vlog, Bin Man. The Bin Man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen it, Matt? Of course. Oh, Classic. <laughs> oh, that is YouTube gold. One day I'd love for you to release that. So next topic. Uh, <laughs> um... <laughs> If we were to start YouTube now, be successful? Ooh. Oh, I want to say yes, because I want to believe in my heart that I've got enough charisma and passion for people to like me. But I just don't think I would be as successful if I started now. I've still got the same determination and motivation to work as hard as I did in the beginning. But it is a saturated market now, so I think it would be a challenge yeah to stand out it's difficult yeah but then you could say that about anything it is just such a saturated market now like you said and i feel what we got known for people aren't really doing now it's challenges yeah youtube and what what, what trends obviously changes in society and amongst pop culture what we were doing then you know sit down collabs all these things people aren't really doing those as much anymore and how would you get big these days we were a group weren't we we were like a gang and i think 
we all Brick rose crew. together. R.I.P. Yeah. Brick Crew. Oh, well, I was going to say, what's all going shit. on the Brick Crew? I'm just going to speak for like the fans oh, everywhere. No, they're all, they're all, they're all like, at what's... my house right now. As soon as, when I go here from here, they're all... They're, you don't hang out anymore. What's going pizza. on? Why aren't you oh, hanging out? I think it makes me so sad. I would love to hang out more. Yeah. I think everybody is busy. I think, though, we all say we're busy, but we could all make time for each other. We don't all live in the same place, but then we didn't all live in the same place before. I, I wish that we could all be a big group together still. Yeah, it's easy to for us to go, everyone's busy, and I know people are like, oh yeah, whatever, everyone's busy, but the thing is, when we all started, and it wasn't really a job, and it, it kind of became a job, it was all new to us, it was all so exciting, and we were all yeah. collabing, hanging out, we were doing things together as a group collectively, because no one was a brand, no one was a business. Everyone yeah. was just excited about what we were experiencing at that also, time. Also, we all had just YouTube, and me and Zoe had blogs as well, so we had just our YouTube, and blogs but now there's podcasts and fashion shows and books and What's merchandise and just so many other strands of things that we do that we are more busy like i'd love a reunion i tell you what out of that group i never would have thought it'd be me and you that me too. stuck together because yeah. we're so if, if someone like described both of us you wouldn't put us together as a little pair would you probably not but when probably you have not. a shitting experience together that brings you together doesn't yeah. it? it brought us together and i think we are quite like-minded even though you're like, you know, you wear your, your nibbled, trendy clothes. <laughs> and and just, you wear your summer dresses in yeah, the rain. Slightly <laughs> chubby mum. Like, we make it work, don't we? <laughs> so it was a natural thing, like the Brit crew kind of separating. It, yes. it wasn't ever like a major incident. I can event. confirm something. I can Ooh. confirm Ooh. that there has never been a major incident. And I have seen so many people say things online and say like, oh, this happened, such such said this, and I bet this happened. As far as I'm aware, and maybe someone will come out and say, actually, someone did say something, <laughs> nobody has ever had a fallout. No. And when we all see each other, it's really nice. Wait, so, for the sake of this podcast, are you sure there isn't a major event? Because it would make a great title and fun. Oh, it would. Are you sure? I think the <laughs> when you put it in retrospect, think of when you're at school and you had your best friends at school. Yes, this is perfect. Obviously, at that time, you were best friends, and You'd be what you yeah, and what you're yeah. into, you're you're always hanging out. But people do grow. You evolve as a person, etc. And the people that are in your life change, and that's yeah. absolutely fine. That's how life works. It'd be weird if happened. people didn't change. Yeah, and I think we still have that connection of going through this crazy experience together. But it doesn't necessarily mean we're going to all be like. That's yeah. a really healing way of looking at it, actually, because when I think of my school friends. I'm still kind of like in touch with them on Facebook and stuff. And I always think, oh, I'm glad for them. Oh, they're doing really well. But I just don't necessarily see them. And that's a really perfect way of looking at it. That's what's happened. And everyone's smashing it. Everyone from our group is doing really well. I'm glad that no one's dropped off and like quit everything and like disappeared. It's nice that everyone's, we're not all just doing YouTube. Everyone's gone, cool, this is my my YouTube platform. And now I can spread my passions throughout yeah. that. But I did used to always find it funny because sometimes when you'd meet people and they tended to be a little bit younger, they'd be like, where's where's Joe or where's Casper? Oh, where, are you with Alfie? And it's like, no, I'm not. Like, I, 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 I don't <laughs> hang around with them all the time. But Well, that is a misconception, isn't it? It's a thing. People do think you guys all live like a shared house or something. Yeah, well, I guess not because you're doing weekly vlogs. They, no, they but, know that. But, but it, it goes you back guys, to, I do feel like that was a thing back in the day. Yeah, going back to what I said to you the other day, though, it's like everyone sees whoever someone's hanging out with socially for that moment in time you see who Jim's hanging out with you see who I'm hanging out with through social media you have no idea who I'm hanging out with in my private life that's what you forget is people 
judge people based on what you put on social media. Yeah. That's weird. We are now judged on what we put on social media. Or I get judged for what I don't put on social media. I think that a lot of people, you know, read into things and think that I put everything on social media and I just don't. There's so much of my life that I don't share. So I think people, they see like little snippets of what I do and then think that that's my whole life. I'm like, yeah. oh, but there's so much more. Like most of my friends have never been on on my Instagram because they're like local women, I suppose. Like people that I've met through Darcy's school or just through things I do in Northampton. And I do a few other little um business enterprises in Northampton that I don't really share a lot um, so but I think that's people nice think, that yeah. you can keep that kind of because you do have, separate, we do have yeah. separate lives what you put out there on the internet is different to how you live your life I mean yeah. it's still you it's just a different version of you definitely I'm really comfortable with the split that I have because would it not be exhausting if you had everything online I think it would just be boring. I don't think people want to see all the things I do all of my week. A lot of what I do is admin, a lot of emails, a lot of back and forth, a lot of just mum stuff. Mm. I go to soft play a lot. I might take my kids to farms and really boring places like this. Like, no, there's only so much excitement you can make from yeah, something like that. But I don't like think that. that's the biggest, the biggest issue of that is I don't want every single person, based on my two year experience of daily vlogging, looking in and judging and questioning every aspect of your life if your whole life was online jesus christ i would struggle yeah Yeah. wait till you have children and the scrutiny is even more intense then you have to really hold a lot back i'm gonna do set my baby up a vlogging channel as soon as they pop out of steffi yeah hello world (laughs) little gopro guess the name (laughs) hashtag the name (laughs) you vote now yeah. Instagram votes my baby's yeah. name. Poll, <laughs> poll for the baby's name. That's what I'm Th- doing. That's definitely a thing. Louise, hashtag Louise. It is. And it's sad. Do you think it's sad? Yeah, like why? Well, because there's like it's just removing the realm of reality into giving power to social to like followers. It's like you lose the aspect of family life. It becomes, I don't know. Mm, I disagree. I disagree. I think that you can be. So I don't daily vlog, but I film about three to seven minutes a day, no, sometimes like 10 minutes a day, and I put it all together on a Sunday. I've seen daily vloggers, and I think they still do have a private life. Like when you think of the Sakuna Jolies, I think that they definitely have a private life, and they just film the bits. You've got sucked into it and thought that's the whole day, but it's not their whole day. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that it's sad that people are doing that about letting people vote for their baby's name oh yeah that's what I, I mean yeah, that yeah, yeah, is yeah. That's, like that's a bit much but even yeah. some daily vloggers family it's like they know that if they're having a baby that's like back of their head that's paychecks because that's going to be better for for business They that that is just fact I think yeah I mean I have definitely had more opportunities when I was pregnant and when yeah. I had Pearl definitely but I didn't have and I don't think people well speak for myself I didn't have Pearl I'm going to make some money out of this baby (laughs) but that I question that sometimes about people who are like on their sixth or so I don't know sometimes I'm just like I don't know I think as a mother I'm like oh I don't think a, a woman would have a baby just to make money but maybe I'm being naive I think there are definitely some 
daily vloggers and I watch and think for my comfort levels you're sharing too much of your family and your children yeah. but I think that's down to everybody makes their own limits and they have to decide themselves and we just have to respect their decisions hashtag I'm so PC <laughs> <laughs> on that fence <laughs> this fence feels real good <laughs> both of you guys have like changed your identity over because you've been on for so long like naturally that's happened yes how do you feel about doing that we've, and we've had an identity crisis on youtube both of us haven't we? that's yeah. not what i'm saying that you're saying that <laughs> <laughs> but what is it like evolving online and people well your audiences being a part of that it's really stressful <laughs> it's just so stressful so what happens is this was the cycle for me you you start you're enjoying it it all goes up and up it's so exciting you start to think am i really enjoying this do i really want to make this not really but i've got to because that's what people want I'm making more of it, I'm hating it, they're loving it, but they're going to soon see that I'm not loving it and they're going to hate it and oh my God, then I'll be over, so I'm going to change, I'm going to do what I want to do, but will they like it? Oh my God, I've changed, some people don't like it and they've left and now everything's gone down and I'm a failure and it's never going to be good again and then it starts to rise up slowly again like a phoenix from those desperate, desperate ashes. <laughs> wow. Do you feel better we, getting that out? <laughs> feel better. That's been it's in okay. for a long time. We're in this together. <laughs> no, but it is, it is, like you said, it's very stressful and it's very hard because as individuals we change over time i compare it to like a tv show imagine yeah. you're a massive fan of eastenders i you, used you to start, be yeah you st and you're watching it you're loving it you've been watching it for two years and then yeah. all of a sudden they come out and they're like actually we want to in incorporate some sci-fi into this you'd be <laughs> a bit you, you'd be a bit like <laughs> Who's oh the no like but i love eastenders how it is what's yeah. going on they're like oh but i'm sorry we've changed as a person it's we like when instagram changed their logo from the little brown one to like the little multicolored <laughs> one i was like i'm not ready for this yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and think how dramatic that is over an app we're talking yeah. about human emotions and feelings here yeah it's hard but worth it i think that if something's not working change it and yep. if you're in a similar position position have a think about what you do want because the thing with our line of work and our, our line of passion as well is that it's so authentic and the minute you stop liking it and you're just doing it to please someone or you're just doing it for the financial gain yeah. you are going very wrong and you will quickly plummet so i always think now my videos get the same amount of views as they did all those years ago and you would think that with trajectory they would go up they don't but the quality of what i'm making not necessarily like the production quality because that's mm -hmm. still like crap because it's me making it uh, but like what I'm doing I love so much more and the topics that I'm covering and the people that I'm reaching um, well, that's what it's about more. isn't it it's about if you're really happy like, I li we yeah. literally spoke last night okay. privately we did Ooh. speak privately sent you a little sad text didn't yeah, I but, saying no, I was but, feeling a bit sad but it was that and it was like oh it's nice that we can be really happy with where we are yeah. with, the, with, with the stuff we're putting out because I feel like we're growing as people and we're we're putting out what we really want to put out. I mean, I'm old now. I'm 33. So I feel pretty settled in my life. Thinking about getting a dog when I'm 40. Yeah, for my 40th, I'd quite like a Labrador. That's quite a, like, far away wish. I'm a planner. Wish. Yeah, I like to plan things. <laughs> do you? There's things I want to do in my 30s So just change, still. throw you off. It's like, oh, oh yes. my God, if you have something all right, uh, then it's like... I can't. I can't. Oh, sometimes I cry. I'm wow. a Taurus, and I don't like anything to change. I like routine. Like, if somebody said, oh, this weekend are you coming to do this? And we, it got all planned. And then you were like, oh, actually, let's go to Edinburgh. I'd be like, oh, I'm going to be sick. Okay. Or if you said, like, oh, we're going on a book tour. I've booked a hotel, but I've just changed it. But, like, but I've already looked at pictures of that hotel online. I feel comfortable with that one. I don't want you to change it. That must be so difficult with your line of work, though. And like, because things <laughs> change all the time, don't they? People hate working with me. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone I work with is, is pretty good because they know 
just to keep things stable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't cope with change very well. Like, moving house really shit me up. Not shook me up, shit me up. Um, I'm only now, and I've been in there over a year, like, thinking, yes, this is my home. I feel good about this. I don't like it when people leave. Like, Charlotte is leaving Gleam this week, and I'm so sad about it. I just um, had a team from Gleam leave as well. Ugh, it's a sad time. It's so hard. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. We both took a risk, I feel, in choosing to or opting to try it full-time. I did anyway. I left a full-time job to go, you know what, I'm going to try this and actually try and make this my full-time job. I slightly didn't, because I was working full-time, and then I was pregnant with my first daughter, Darcy, and then I didn't go back to my job. So I had a job, but I didn't go... It's not like I had to hand in my notice, like, this is my last day, I'm jumping off the precipice. Yeah, but still, how old were you then? Like, 20... 24, 25? I was 26. That could have been more of a risk for you going, you know what, I'm going to like really go for YouTube. You just yes. had a kid. Whereas I was like, okay, I had a full-time job, but I was still, like, I could have probably gone back to uni. I could have done this, could have done that. Yeah. Having a kid and stuff, do you ever think that was a lot of pressure? I didn't think of it as pressure at the time. I thought of it as an opportunity. I'm a pretty positive person, so I look at most things as opportunities, and I thought this is just a massive opportunity, and if it doesn't work, I knew that I would still have my degree qualification, I would still have the like um, workplace skills that I'd built over the last four years. Mm-hmm. So I felt like if it doesn't work, I'll just apply for a job and interview for it like everyone else and hope for the best but I'm the eternal optimist so no I didn't feel pressured I just thought this is exciting and a bit ballsy but I think to be successful in any industry there's a big part of that isn't there's taking risks and it's going for it fortune favors the brave that's one of my favorite quotes I'm thinking about getting that made and put up in my lounge do you think vlogging going back to like daily vlogging with kids and stuff like that Mm-hmm. will have an effect on the children? Oh, such a good question. Because um, we're obviously in a place in the YouTube world and society where kids are growing up in daily vlogging families where their camera's in their face, yeah. they sort of don't know it, whatever. What's that going to be like? Do you have a, well, an opinion? Well, I do think that? about this a lot. The answer is I don't know the answer because we haven't got there yet. We are in a pioneer industry, so it's not like we can look back and... Other, at other examples we are the first examples I am a little bit worried about it and that is why I don't film Darcy very much so I think that 
when there's a baby, you can't judge a baby. All babies are pretty much the same. They all do the same thing. Cute yeah, they're just little bundles of fat. When they're toddlers, <laughs> they're just these cute little, silly little things that, you know, run around, very cute. You can't judge a toddler. As a child grows into a child and they start having a little bit more like autonomy over their personality and their characteristic shows, I worry that people could judge a child. That's not to say I would, but I think people do. And they might say, oh, that child's not at a reading level that my child is, or God, that child's really annoying. That's really he's really loud. She's really quiet. And so I make a conscious effort to not really show a great deal of Darcy's personality because that's hers. Yeah. And what I would hate to happen is one day for her to grow up and feel like she had had so much of herself put out there to a public she doesn't know about and that they had judged her before she was even aware that she was being judged. So I will include her in videos, but it's very, very carefully edited and actually quite contrived. So I'll show her in happy mood where she's got something to say about a thing, but I don't really... If you were to watch my videos, you wouldn't know Darcy. And I'll do the same for Pearl as well. At the moment, as a baby, I'm quite comfortable to show lots of her because she's just being a baby. baby yeah. But as she grows into her personality, she'll be pulled back as well because her personality is, is her own. Yeah. That being said... I don't judge any of the parents that film their children more than mine or less than mine. I think you have to make your own choice. I love that covering all aspects. Well, but it's there. true, no, though, no, no, because... No. I, I, really, I never a, considered the personality yeah, point. I think same. that's a really interesting yeah. topic, yeah. isn't it? The thing that I think w weirdly about is how that child feels when they're older. Imagine when the child's, say, 25. I'm not talking about Darcy. Yeah. I'm thinking more in, like, a daily vlogging family. Yeah. Obviously, we've seen awful things happen in families on YouTube. Shay Carl and all, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think how might that affect the child or what if that child's 25? And imagine like now, if we were like, oh, I can go back and watch all my childhood with my family or maybe previous families or... I think that's so nice. Not to like make this sad or anything. My mum died when I was seven. And if I could go back and watch videos of us, I would just love that. Like, yeah. I can't remember what my mother's voice sounds like. Like, if, if my mum was suddenly alive and shouted Louise, I wouldn't know that was her. So I would absolutely love to go back. And I'm really happy to have all the footage of my kids. And when they go back, I'm so excited for them to watch, like, the adventures we had. And yeah. when I look at the Michelacs and I see their videos, I think they do them so tastefully. And I think, oh, that... Grayson and Rufus are going to watch this back and be like, oh, these are lovely. I think that's really, really nice. I know what you're saying because what about when it all goes wrong? But you have to just hope that it, if, you, if you're going to make the decision to vlog every day, then you just have to hope it doesn't all go go wrong. Does Darcy ever want to watch back videos? And does yes. she look at the comments? Does she do any of that? Or is uh, it just yes, watching the videos? she does. So Darcy loves watching back our videos. Oh, it's really cringy because regularly, yeah, but regularly I can hear my old videos. And, like, <laughs> oh, and also she vlogs herself. So what she doesn't know is that I just don't upload any of the footage, but she'll turn oh, my camera that's on. Very cute. And she doesn't know that it's not recording because you can put our cameras on like that and you can just see and she thinks that's on. So she'll take the camera off and go and do a little vlog. So oh she absolutely God. loves it. Um, my heart's just melted. I know, <laughs> she's really sweet. And on my phone, there's so many videos of her like doing little videos and stuff. She loves watching them and the comments, my audience are just really kind. I have a lot of really nice people. Plus I have, I've blocked a lot of keywords that are negative. So she would really struggle to find yeah, a negative that's comment. That's good. What mm. would you do if she was like, mom, I want to be like you and I want to vlog? 
well, she is like that. At the moment, I'm just like, lovely, that's nice, yes, you will. <laughs> As she gets older, I'm going to say, you've got to go to school and have a qualification and have another, you've got to have another idea. Yeah. And if you want to vlog alongside it, then you've got my blessing too and i help you. So if, say, Darcy or Pearl, they're like, right, I'm going to make this my full-time job. I'm going to yeah. be a YouTuber. What yeah. would your advice be to them? And to anyone else listening Ooh. who wants to become a YouTuber? I don't know. I'd... If you have one just... piece of advice. Because so, no, there's so many things to talk about. But if there was one key, piece of key advice that really helped you, what would that be? Well, I mean, practical advice like sit near a window uh, <laughs> and make sure you have decent audio. But then also, as far I would say keep your integrity. Make sure you've still got that. And everything you do, make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. The only thing... I if I was in the same position would be I would try and hold back for as long as they were because I think we still change so much even when I look at what I was doing when I was 20 I'm still like oh my god like let's not forget bin man yeah but you do like stupid (laughs) things that might embarrass you later in life a lot of my earlier videos I have put on private like over 200 200 oh yeah just were you daily vlogging back then no I was just putting up like a lot of sit down chatty video oh so awful so many of them are gone (laughs) (laughs) yeah have you privated any of your videos Uh, apart from bin man yeah loads you've both so vlogged either daily weekly um and been in relationships and shown relationships and things like that (laughs) how do you deal with that in terms of like people commenting and people speculating when you're thinking about what to and what not to upload in terms yeah. of your relationship what's the mindset there too yeah i i was in a long-term relationship was married and i didn't really think about it because i didn't think that it would end and unfortunately it did and we've both moved on very happy but now i'm a lot more cautious and i don't really share people know i'm in a relationship and you know, if Liam walks past in the background, I won't be like, oh, no, I've got to redo that bit and or edit him out. Like, he can be around, yeah. but he's not in my show. So it's the Louise show, and Liam is not really... He's not in the cast of that. Um, like, in real life, he's in my show. Um, <laughs> but I don't do sit-down videos with him. I don't sort of ask him to ever talk in a video or be part of it. And that's for two reasons. One is I just really enjoy keeping that private and I, I'm not looking for anyone's comment on that. And also I'm always going to be like a little bit scarred and a little bit scared that it will come to an end because I've experienced that before. And it's very painful when that happens. But then to have everybody watching you as well is much harder. So I think it does change you. And that's sad that you can't go into something really excited, like jumping in like a puppy, and you sort of you tread carefully. But I think that that's the same for for everybody, for all parties. I think it's very hard as well in the age we live in that you can still see past relationships online. So if I wanted to, I could go back and watch, you know, videos when I was happily married, or if I really wanted to, I could go and see like what ex partners are doing now, because even ones that aren't like doing it for a job still have social media but back in like 40 years ago or 30 or 20 or even 10 you just sort of got on and like yeah. out of sight out of mind so I think it's definitely harder and it's made harder when people comment but yeah. the debate is if you put your life out there do you have a right to tell people not to comment and I'm not sure that I do because yeah. if I yeah. choose to say come into my life and support me in the things I want you to support mm-hmm. me in but now I'm telling you to shut up yeah. I don't think it works like that I, I think, think that's something 
I struggled with is because yeah I daily vlogged and there are obviously positive I've spoken so many times about them before positives and negatives of daily vlogging breakups obviously are one of them people looking in on your relationship but you have opened yourself up to yeah that, you know you have invited them in so how I look at it now with Steffi is it's like she is also a public figure in her own right mm. but I never feel like I have to do stuff with her I yeah. what I post of her is genuinely I'm genuinely happy like I just want to spread put that out there I'm not trying to gain validation from anyone but it's just I am happy to put this out of me with the person breakups must have been so much easier in the 80s when you're right the social media thing even if they're not in the public eye it's like once you're done you never see him again I had a boyfriend who I've never named so now I'm like now it's almost like he's the unnamed one it's just I never said his name online and he dumped me cruelly he dumped me and then I just deleted him as a friend on my Facebook and it was glorious I was like (laughs) this is great now I don't see you or anything like that but that's very common to do in a breakup it is but for us you've got people that you've been in relationships with who are still online and so have I and also I share a child so obviously there's not that clean yeah, split. Yeah, remove, you're out of my yeah, life. Yeah, but I have to say when I deleted the unnamed I was like yes. <laughs> he was very small in my life, it was only for a few months. You're an author. Yes, I am. Wild About the Girl is available now in all good bookstores and supermarkets and Amazon. Get it now. There we go. Glad (laughs) glad that's out of the way. (laughs) What was your writing process? So this is the third book I've written, but the second non-fiction. The first book was Wild Like Me. And what happened was I had this idea for a book that I wanted to write. Went to the publishing houses, got accepted by Bonnie A. Zafra, who are amazing, and then started writing it. And what you do is, I had an editor, I still do, called Ellie, and she is wonderful. Is she the, have you used her since day one? Yeah. That's cool. She That's is nice. my beloved editor. And she was so behind my idea, and that made such a difference. She didn't want to fluff it up. So it's a women's fiction, or as I like to call it, female-led fiction, because women's fiction isn't just for women. But it is female-led, yes. And it is light-hearted, and there's a lot of comedy running through it, but it has some really serious elements to it. So the first one touches a lot on mental health, touches on relationships breaking down, single motherhood, the menopause, a lot of things. And so I wrote that, and I would send... Basically, I wrote out all my ideas, and then I put my idea, broke it all down, put them on post-it notes on this huge, massive, long sheet of paper. And then Ellie helped that. me write what order the post-it notes go in. Because so I was like, oh. oh, she's going to have an argument. And she was like, should she have that argument yeah. before that scene with her daughter or after? And I was like, hmm. And then for every post-it note, I would write like a few thousand words, put it all in one big document. And then at the end, Ellie went through it with me and helped me how to stitch it all together. In the, that's what, really cool. I, what I could relate to that it sounds almost like a showrunner in the writing world like yeah. so when we write shows it's like yeah. we often need some like expertise to go oh actually this storyline needs to link with this and etc yeah. etc et so in terms of relating to that it sounds like you have that showrunner basically yeah she's called an editor and then she'll read through the whole thing at the end and be like okay I think that this bit needs a bit of strengthening this bit we could take out etc so The process for the second was very similar and the second book is much juicier because the first one was setting up all the characters and setting the scene a lot and the second one deals with one of the biggest taboos that women face 
which I can't tell you what it is because it's such a spoiler for the book. Um, can you tell us after we've stopped recording? Yes, I can. And I really wanted to shine a light on that and make a conversation out of it. It's currently number two in oh, Time's amazing. best-selling charts. Nice. So um, it's doing really well. I'm really happy. And I just started yesterday. In fact, in this very notebook, started writing uh, the notes for book three and loosely planning book four. And also, I would like to do a children's book from the perspective of the child in Wild Like Me Ooh, and Wild About like the Girl. Okay. Yes. Cool. So is the book, the is that the aspect of your career that you're most proud of? You seem really yes. passionate about oh, it. Oh, so proud because I've poured so much love and determination and just like blood, sweat and tears into this. If anyone asks me what I do, I generally say author. It used to be vlogger with books on the side and now I think author with, with. social media on the side. Definitely. Cool. That's where I see myself long term. Because, I mean, how long are gonna, people going to watch a slightly chubby mum go to Waitrose for? <laughs> I mean, how, how long have I got of that? So does that frustrate you then that... I feel like we're moving past it now, but there used to be a stigma about yes. YouTubers writing books. Yes, and does. a lot of people in the so YouTube community used to yes! be very mean about other YouTubers writing books. Did they? I didn't see any well, of that. <laughs> <laughs> Did they? Did they? Were they a bit bitter and jealous, were they? Gosh, I feel for them. But like mainstream media as well seem to be more accepting of yeah, it. There's not as much so. of a taboo, like, oh, another YouTuber book, like I roll. It's not like that anymore. I don't find it is. I think I've proven myself now because I've put out two but you had, female So you felt fiction. like you had to prove yourself. I had to, yes. So the first book I did was a Life with a Sprinkle of Glitter, and that was really aimed at that young market, and it was 18 chapters, each one focusing on a different life thing. And the number one question I got asked was, did you write it? And I did. And then the next book I did, I was still being asked it. But now I've just um, done like a nationwide book tour. I haven't been asked that at all. I think which is people, nice. Yeah, it's really nice because people are, they're loving it and respecting it, which I'm really glad of. And people now are reading my books, like the wild books, and not going, oh, they're by that YouTuber yeah. Louise. They're saying, have you read those books about Robin Wilde? And it's That's not cool. about me. And I really like that. I think there's a lot of longevity in that. And... That's where my heart is. What about you, Marcus? You wrote a really great book. Is there a book two on the line? Is there a book two on the I've line? I've got seven books. I've got a seven book deal, actually. A seven? But no, yeah. you have not. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Is your name Jay Wicks? <laughs> I feel like I said what I had to say in my book. It, it, I, it wasn't a fiction book. It was non-fiction. It was my life. And it's funny because it's actually funny because... I look back on that book now and a lot of things have changed like about who I am since mm-hmm. that book. I mean, a core of that book was about my old relationship. So it's like it's obviously it changed. A lot of the book is still very me, but it was also a time when I was super into healthy, not even super into healthy when I was at my like too far healthy stage of almost obsessive. Well, and Dan Howell and I had a little joke about you, didn't we? Did you? Oh. <laughs> 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 you know about this. You know about this. No, uh, you do know about this. Ages ago. Ages you, ago. You used yeah. to say, would Marcus eat this or something? No, 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 no. Something you know like how there's a big craze where people have those wristbands that say WWJD, which stands for what would Jesus do to oh, encourage yeah. you to make yeah. the right choices? Yeah. Well, we had WWMD, so we would be like in a restaurant and we were like, oh, WWMD. <laughs> what mean, would Marcus do? I love that do? I made it into yours and Dan's private choices <laughs> about food that makes yeah, me that we makes me really happy. enjoyed that
The Big Question is a segment where I go and read some very normally random articles, get a funny headline, and then advise a question from that for you guys to answer. I am so ready for this. Give it to me. The headline is French theme park trains crows to pick up attractions litter. Yeah, that's great. Are they not trying to eat it? What are they doing with uh, it? Like, are they picking it up? You will the find They've out. been trained, surely. Pick mm. it and put it in the bin. Like Have a game. They? Well, they're specifically picking up cigarette ends and rubbish oh. in exchange for food. So that's nice. That's but bad. their little mouths yeah. would get they're... all ashy. And crows <laughs> are very, very, very clever birds. And yeah. they can make tools. It's, a, it's the theme park Poit de Feu cool. in Vendée. Well, I think that's fantastic that they're picking up litter, but I'm not sure that you should be using birds because they'll get ashy mouths and their tongues will get horrible. That's not nice. <laughs> yeah. I feel bad for them. So there's six of them. They're, like you said, they are very, very intelligent. There's a solution to this. Don't smoke because it's gross and you don't drop your little stubby ash stick. I mean, the solution to everything would be recycle and put your litter away as a normal yeah, human being. Don't yeah. have birds pick up your shit don't be a litter bug I mean we're ruining your article right here aren't we we're absolutely... no. what's your next article right, what's the question no but the thing is <laughs> oh, you are right like we all know people who are doing this because who is dropping litter and do it? it's so annoying isn't it I always think oh well I, I would never do that but who is there are people who will just chuck a crisp packet on the floor in a park do you know what my, I learned from my, my mum like if I was a kid and I did something stupid like that she would always go Marcus if everyone did that yeah. Like, uh, my example is, is like, if that. I threw an apple core out the window, she'd be like, oh. everyone did that. There'd be a lot of apple cores. It, yeah. yeah. We'd be every... living in apple cores. I was like, oh my God, you're right, mum. You're right, mum. I'll stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so my question to you guys is, if you could train a crow to do anything, what would it be? Is the crow super... How does it? Ha- can I like increase its strength abilities? It can I like, evolve it like a Pokemon? You can. Yeah, so I'm actually going to make my crow be my own personal delivery service. So it can take money from me cash and take it to like Wagamama's um, and also train it to use the cash point if it needed to, if I didn't have cash on me. That's what I would train the crow to do. It would be really big though, so that it would have the (laughs) physical strength to do it, but also, also invisible because I know that if I saw a giant crow holding a Wagamama's bag, well, yeah, but also people would try and catch it and experiment on it and steal my knowledge. So I'd make it invisible. Are you naming this crow or not? Crowster. Crowster. (laughs) <laughs> well, seeing as we've gone into the sci-fi, like we can do whatever realm. The crow can do anything. Yeah. Okay. You're the man with a freaking light bulb on his arm, Mr. Yeah. Like, oh, I love ideas. Think outside the light bulb. My crow would become my personal spaceship. It can take me to anywhere in the universe. Outside the Milky Way. I feel Way. like you've gone too far now. I've gone too far. Oh, sorry. No, that idea is too big or too <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Think outside the light bulb. Well, where in okay. the universe are you going to go? Uh, where no human beings gone before and guess what because the crow's so magical I'm not going to die it just provides me a constant (laughs) whatever heat supply I need whatever oxygen supply I need that crow has that I don't think you do that do you know why because you miss Steffi too much Uh, did I not tell you it's two people I would get my crow to be my personal trainer and just be a like, really good motivational person to do it because I can't afford a personal trainer. So I could get the crow to do this for me. Okay. And it's just like, come on, Matt, you, let's sort it so out. it's talking to you. It's talking to me. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. I yeah. like that one. Great. And that was the big question. And that rounds up Lower Your Expectations <laughs> this week with Louise Pentland. Thank you very much for coming on. I hope you've enjoyed chatting in our lovely sound booth. I have loved it. There's nowhere I would rather be right now than in this tiny, tiny room with you two. Thank you. You're welcome.
for having me. I hope you guys enjoyed listening at home. Please uh, continue to subscribe to the podcast wherever, wherever, wherever you want to subscribe to That it. was really smooth. Thank you. Uh, continue to give it five-star reviews. And we will see you guys next Monday. Bye. Bye. See bye, you later. Bye, bye, bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.